Well, good afternoon, everybody. Tuesday afternoon. Darren Saul here, your host of Playing With Perspective, the Suspended Animation Podcast, episode 123. And I have the magnificent Clayton Navarro here with me. How are you doing, Clayton? Very well. How are you? Very well. I'm excited. Yeah. Clayton, Clayton's got lots of interesting hobbies, side hustles, businesses, philosophies to share with us today. So it's going to be a fascinating discussion. And in particular, we're going to be talking about building a catch deck with habits and also the power of virtual assistance, which Clayton is very passionate about. So everybody who doesn't know Clayton, Clayton is a human who is obsessed with learning and growing. He has some pretty audacious goals with many things that he is implementing at once. Sounds like me. Clayton is the director of his own company, VA World Outsourcing. He's developing an online self-defense course and is also in the process of starting a YouTube channel. So Clayton Navarro, welcome to the show. How are you doing, man? Thank you. I, again, I'm great. I'm excited to be here. This is oh, exciting. Good. Well done. So tell us a bit about you. I mean, I, 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 like we've, we've only just connected, so I just kind of love to hear more about your background, your story. Just give us a oh. bit of a snapshot into who Clayton is up to now. Okay, a snapshot into who I was. I grew up in Sydney. I Western Sydney down in Blacktown and was had a great little childhood. Once I turned 21, the company I was with, well, I was in sales and they said, Clay, you should go to Melbourne and start an office for us. And I thought, why not? So three weeks later, I was in Melbourne in a two bedroom apartment with six people. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Um, so I was given the blow up mattress in the living room. <laughs> <laughs> wow. then after that i ended up working for my father because i found that sales wasn't what i was selling wasn't good i love sales and i'm passionate about sales yep. but what i was selling was a mobile phone right. wow. plan okay uh yeah after that i worked for my father's cleaning company and then two years after that i realized it's not fun working for family <laughs> So anyone who's done working for family, well done. And if you're still doing it. <laughs> Everybody's still talking. Yep. Yeah. And, but then I moved out, did on my own and had my virtual assistant come to me. Now we have a virtual assistant business. Awesome. So kind of that's, that's where the virtual assistants um, awareness came from. You had your own virtual assistant way back and then that sparked the interest in that line of work. Yeah, yeah. I guess personally, I've always been interested in self-growth and personal growth, and yep. I've always loved sports and martial arts as well. Wow, man, you've done it all. <laughs> so, so let's chat about. Um, first of all, let's chat about the VA stuff. I mean, what 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 are you so passionate about with regards to that industry of virtual assistants? Because I'm fascinated by it as well, and there's more and more talk about it these days. So, what made you think, oh wow, that's something in that? I think it was the, what it can give you was really the most amazing thing. So when I had my first virtual assistant years ago now, um, it was mind blowing to me when I was working for my father's cleaning company that I could go to a quote, take a few photos, send these photos to someone in the Philippines and have it, the quote in the client's inbox before I made it home. Wow. And it, I'm a sucker for efficiencies and I love doing things quickly and properly that basically sold me wow 
I mean, I'm, I'm the same. Like I'm a sucker for efficiency and I cannot stand, um, what's the word? Um, God, I can't even think of the word. When, when, when things aren't done properly, what's the word they use? Incompetence. I can't oh, gosh, good word. Incompetence. But again, that's so subjective. But I mean, when you're working with a VA, there's always going to be a time, you know, a little bit of a timeline where you have to train them the way you want things done, the way you think, you know, your language. Is that true? Or I mean, how quickly do they adapt? So that's the, that was one of the other things that we found. So when I first used my first virtual assistant, it took three to five months before they were competent in their role. Right. Three to five months. And the longest I've heard, I was speaking to someone who's had virtual assistants, they said for about 15 years, I was still in nappies, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> but they said it took them eight months to train their first virtual assistant and it's just a long time. Uh, what we did, which was really cool, was we've put in a lot of training and implementation into our business, yep. which has reduced it down to less than a month before the person's actually productive in the company right, as they move into. Right. And so tell us, so what, how did you do that? What, have you got a lot of online training developed? How did you get to streamline it to such a short period of time? Yeah, um, a lot of virtual assistants just need a little bit of repetition. So instead of having to sit with the owner, the boss, whatever, you're trying to get a virtual assistant to save yourself time. Yep. Instead of doing all that, we basically, when we go into a client's business, we will create videos, documentation, everything and actual talking through how to do step-by-step step of every step. Yeah. And instead of going, sorry, Miss Paul or John or Darren, who have I done this right? It's yeah. check the video and make sure it's the same as the video. It's great. Plus we have a lot of backend support with our higher up team that will basically watch over the virtual assistants, virtual shoulders yeah. to make sure that everything is done correctly. Gotcha. So you kind of put all these training systems in place. And nowadays with video technology like Zoom and Loom and all those other products, you can do it so easily. Whereas years ago, you couldn't really automate that so well. Mm. Just done. That's why it took so long to train people. But now I suppose you have to just do it once, record it. And if they get used to doing it that way and they know the way you like it, you know, there's a training manual to look at all the time. And they, there's no reason why it's not done that way. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Really it's amazing. Cool. Right. And and so a lot of your VAs are overseas? All the VAs are overseas. All Currently, are overseas, yeah. at this point in time, I'm the only person that works for the company in Australia. Wow. And are they all over the world or any one place? Right now, we're focusing on the Philippines. Yep. The main reason for that is, one, their work ethic is absolutely second to none, wow. in my opinion. Wow. Um, but the other thing is their time difference isn't that far from Australia. Yeah. So... so Yep. If you're a person in Perth, you're the same time as the Philippines. Yeah, sure. And their English is really good as well. The yeah. English in the Philippines is exceptional. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's great. You don't want to get a Fijian to be doing it because it's hard to <laughs> No offense, Fijians. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, awesome, man. And so how long have you been running with this company, VA World Outsourcing? It's the 10th of November right now. So we are nine days away from our one year anniversary. Hey, well done. Well done. Yes. Well done. So excited. And I mean, that's a, it was a pretty tough thing to do in this period of, you know, of COVID. Was that, was that, did that, did that period actually um, help you guys or was it tough to really get deals across the line and get people to 
I didn't feel much of an impact throughout the majority of COVID. Yeah, at the start, everyone kind of just locked their money up. It was like not spending, not even sure what's going to happen. There was a lot of uncertainty. Yeah, yeah. Once that uncertainty left, everything was kind of okay. The target market shifted a little bit, yeah. but once we shifted and made the right moves in that, it was okay. Okay, that's interesting. Tell us about that. I mean, where did the target market shift from to? So we were initially going towards people who were in office spaces trying to support um, real estates in offices, legal people in offices, even the travel agencies. And all of a sudden they went splat. We're all working from home. And we basically had to change from supporting offices to supporting smaller teams or tradies and things like that. Wow. People that already are working from home. Yeah, and a lot of solopreneurs, I'm, I'm assuming. Yeah. Loads yeah. of solopreneurs love VAs. Yeah. They do. Me, me included, absolutely. <laughs> we'll get you one soon, don't worry. Yeah. Right. Well, you're going to convert me. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I actually use a couple of uh, freelancers for my photo work. And okay. they've been absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Like, saved mm. me so much time. And, you know, they're trained up really quickly. Um, and now with the technology, as we said, you know, we can pretty much show everybody exactly what we want. And um, it's saved me so much time and energy. It's been yeah. sensational. Yeah. It's just ridiculously. It, I think that's one of the main things. You get your time back. You can spend time with your family. And it doesn't cost a huge amount. That's right. For my, personally, because I've worked so closely with, uh, closely with my virtual assistant, yep. it feels like I have Jarvis. It feels like... Yeah. I'm Iron Man and I've just got this little thing, little person in my ear that will listen to me and we work together really well. And how do you communicate with uh, your, your VA? Just through messaging, email, is there a platform, anything particular? Everything, I guess. Uh, so the main message we use is Click, which is used on Zoho. Uh-huh. If not at Skype, um, a lot of the time we're using phone calls. We're doing a lot of calls or I'll send her voice notes. Oh, yeah. Um, Wow. Just because a lot of my great ideas come while I'm driving and I just yeah, go. Always, quick me too. Me too. I actually go out for a drive on purpose because I know I'm going to come back with some ideas. I do it on purpose. I love that. Yep. It's like the new shower thing because yep. now showering people listen to music. It's like, no, no, no right. we'll go for a drive. I can't, I can't sit in the shower for an hour. You know, my, my, <laughs> my water bill is going to be through the roof. So I have to go for a drive instead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah i do it on purpose because it's so true they say when you're when the subconscious mind is engaged that's when you're not thinking about all those other things that you're thinking of that's when all the magic and those great ideas come to you yeah yeah so i've found it extremely powerful just to send a voice note nice yeah well okay and even that you know even that saved time just voice notes years ago you couldn't do that you know typing everything oh yes how technology has evolved We've got a client coming on board at the moment. He goes, I have about 400 hours worth of voice notes. I need someone to translate them. (laughs) Oh my God. Wow. And he's got an app that does it, but it doesn't obviously do it as well as someone listening to it. Right. Nice. And your, your VAs, do they specialize in any particular line of work or can you find VAs that can do anything that anybody wants? So the short answer is anything that can be done with internet and a computer or a laptop, we can do simply because we hire to the client's needs. Um, So we've got people in the digital marketing agencies. We've got people who specialize in recruitment. We've got, it's, we basically hire to whatever the client wants. Okay. Fantastic. Sensational. And, And you're hiring. I mean, how does that work? Do you, 
you hire through uh, internet technology as well or do you go over there once a year and <laughs> well actually i just came back from philippines now kenny <laughs> <laughs> Uh, basically we have a full-time recruiter on the team and she does similar to what you would do in any other country. She scans Indeed, LinkedIn, yep. build jobs online and every other platform that you have out there and she goes and finds them. Instead of having an interview over a desk, we just do it similar to this over Zoom and Absolutely. it's all the same. Yep, indeed. I mean, these days technology is incredible. It's even easier. Yeah. Well done. So going from strength to strength and... Um, if people want to find out about your VA um, company, what's the, what's the website? It's VA World Outsourcing. VA World Outsourcing. Dot com. com, sorry. Dot com. Perfect. No dot au. Perfect. Uh, well yeah. done, mate. That's fantastic. I'm looking, I look forward to hearing more about how the VA outsourcing world has evolved and, you know, hearing about how your business grows. Join the mailing list and you will. <laughs> <laughs> A salesman through and through. But I, I kind of want to chat a little bit about some of the other stuff you do as well, because it's, you know, molded who you are and particularly, you know, your philosophy around life. And so one of the things that we've put in the subject of this podcast episode is building a catch deck. So explain to us what a catch deck is and how that fits into your life's philosophy. Awesome. Awesome. This is super exciting. So a catch deck, I basically stole it from when I was working in the construction industry which I didn't mention in my first thing. I, I used to work yeah. in construction as well. Yeah. And basically what they would do, the carpenters would, or anyone who was working at a height, would basically build a temporary deck below them so that when they fell, they wouldn't fall 10 stories, they'd fall maybe one and not die. It's uh, like so, the abseilers that, you know, when they go, when they, sorry, the rock climbers, when they go climbing, they put those little things in as they go. So when they fall, they only fall to the next one, not all the way down. Exactly, exactly. And it's just... Stopping yourself from going down too far when it comes to your life, your habits and everything like that. So I decided to put that, implement that in with my habits. Uh, and I, I actually realized it by accident. I was having a pretty average week and I was just on the phone to a friend talking to him on my way home from work. And the next thing I knew I was at the gym and I did, I thought I was going home, but my habits had been instilled in my, me once I finish work, I go to the gym. Gotcha. Yeah, and I thought, well, I'm here. Pilot. I've got hmm? automatic pilot. It's like, yeah, yeah. And just like your basal ganglia turns on and just basically, which is a little part in your brain that yep. or, automates your processes. And I was there, I was like, oh, I guess I may as well work out. Got out of it and I was feeling amazing. It was great. <laughs> wow. So, so, yeah. So tell us how you've implemented catch decks in some other areas of your life. Uh, the other areas would be probably continuously learning. And the way I do that is just putting small amounts of reading into my day or making sure that it's super easy. Uh, I found reducing, re um, what's the resistance? Resu reducing resistance is huge. Yep. So I've actually got a book right next to me on my desk. I have a book in my car. I even have a book on my phone that I've downloaded as a PDF. Wow. So I have all the no same, excuse. all the same book. No, no, no. They're all different. So when I'm reading books, I allow myself to read in three different categories. One is self help of some sort mindset, something like that. Yep. The other would be business or learning in some sort. And the other is just fun fantasy, anything that's not heavy. Love it. Love it. 
yeah, so I have free books and they, I have no excuse to not hit my goals of reading at least an hour a day. I love that. I mean, that, that's so important. Even just the fact that you have the awareness to realize that, you know, all of us human beings find excuses for doing things we don't want to do. Or we, you know, we decide we get sidetracked, but you say, no, I'm going to build in these rituals and these opportunities and these tools so that I have no excuse. And that's, you know, something that's really powerful because, um, you know, that can really take you from A to B in terms of your growth. And there's just no excuse for saying, oh, sorry, I didn't get to it today or something else, you know, hijacked my day. Yeah, definitely. And I think it was funny, the point that I realized I'd actually made it, like done the habit, yeah. um, was when I habitually reached for a book instead of my phone. I went, grabbed my book and opened it. I went, whoa, hang on. Yeah. Um, yeah, other little things that I do is stuff like writing down what I'm grateful for every day. I make sure every day I write five things I'm grateful for and I try and make them different. And if it's not different, I try and make it a different reason why I'm grateful for it. Uh, so sometimes I'll be grateful for food because it replenishes my body after exercising. Yeah. Sometimes I'm grateful for food because it tastes good. Yeah. And I was just hungry. <laughs> <laughs> well done all right i love it that's fantastic and now obviously you know you come from you know you've got a bit of an eastern philosophy spiritual way of thinking i can i can probably tell and (laughs) that might have come from some of your meditation and your martial arts background is that right yeah well yes and no actually it's really interesting so the first book i ever read was in the self-help philosophy kind of side of things was the monk who sold his ferrari Oh, Um, oh, it's like the title. It's like, hang on, what? A monk who sold his Ferrari? Yeah, Yeah. I like it. Loved it. And it kind of gave me a good stepping stone. But you're right. I've done martial arts since I was seven years old. Yeah. And that is, I highly recommend. I think pretty much anybody should do some kind of martial art or some kind of sport where it does develop the self. It builds you up to be more confident human um i love it i think it's great meditation i first got introduced to it from my mother when i was quite young she just taught me how to listen to my breath and scan my body i think the most intense meditation i've ever done is something called vipassana have you heard of vipassana i have heard of vipassana is that when they go off for like 12 days and don't talk and that's, I've heard of that. That's like really intense. Yeah. Yeah. That's, People that's break down and start crying and because it's just, they can't like, they're totally confronted with themselves and that's it. Yeah. Imagine not talking to anyone, but yourself inside yeah. your head for 10, 12 days. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> it's absolutely mental. Um, so I went and did that and a lot of people go to me, Oh, I don't think I could not talk to anyone for 10 days. I'm like, no, not talking is the easy part. Talking to yourself is the hard part. Yeah. Exactly. Dealing with so, inside. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's amazing. That's probably another thing I would recommend anybody do. And the great thing about that is there's centers that do it completely free. Uh, it's completely donation based. So if you like it, chuck them money. If you don't, don't. And I tested it. I thought this will be fun to test because some people are like, donate. It's free, but donate. But this place, it was... You finish the course. They had a small little booth in the corner of the main eating hall that you are there. Yeah. And they didn't even ask. Right. So I walked away, left it and 
Well, I took a little piece of paper to pay later, but I just left it and wanted to see. After a month, they hadn't even contacted me. It was amazing. So I thought, you know what, this is genuine. And I now pledged a certain amount of money every month to actually pay because I, of what it gave me. I was in tears. I was one of those people that were in tears. Oh my God. And, and where did you actually do that? Which, where was the premises where you did that? So it was in Heelsville in Victoria. Funnily enough, I was having dinner with my to-be girlfriend at the time. And I sent a message to my virtual assistant and said, hey, I'm looking for a place to go and just like do this Vipassana meditation. Can you find one for me? Yeah, I want to do it. It was almost a year ago, actually. I want to do it before December. Yeah. And I got a call from her at about eight o'clock at night while we're at dinner. I went, well, someone's like, if you're calling at eight o'clock at night, it's probably important. So I answered. She goes, there's one in two days in Victoria. Do you want to go? And I was in Sydney at the time. I went, sure, <laughs> let's go. Wow. So, wow up and left and yeah it was crazy it was amazing and you've done it only once only once so far i want to go back and do a 30-day meditate but i have to go and volunteer my time first before i'm allowed 30 days and is that 30 days again with no talk no talking to anybody correct (laughs) (laughs) i'll have to come out and do speech therapy (laughs) how do i say that's crazy well done and and what type of martial arts have you practiced I've my main martial art that I've done is Taekwondo, uh, which is really called Huarangdo. Uh, fun fact for anyone, it Huarangdo translates to the way of the flowering warrior. Okay. <laughs> that's uh, that's Taekwondo, that's Chinese or Taiwanese martial art? Korean, Korean, sorry, Korean. Yes, yes. it's Korean and yep. it's a lot of kicks, a lot of strikes. It's very yep. fast, it's probably the fastest martial art you'll come across Um, back in my heavy training days when i was training six seven days a week i would gloat that my feet were faster than most people's hands so a boxer would come up to me i'm like "Ah!" yeah (laughs) um (laughs) that was my main one i've done that one for the longest of time and i've always come back to that one one, other martial arts i've done is kabuto which that one originated in okinawa so have you seen or heard of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Yes, of course. Yep. Yeah. So those guys, Donatello, they, those weapons came from Kabuto in Okinawa. Yep. They were actually um, what's called farming equipment. So the bow oh, star yeah. is actually what they use to carry water and pails over their shoulders. Amazing. The size that Raphael used, they were tuning forks. Um, the nunchucks were actually created to chop wheat. <laughs> so they're not... They're not weapons. They're just farming tools. Amazing. Mm, obviously, the katana is a weapon, but... <laughs> That's, like, I've always been yeah. fascinated by Japanese jiu-jitsu, but it's not easy to learn that, to study that much more. Nowadays, there's a lot of Brazilian jiu-jitsu around. Yeah. So much I Japanese think, jiu-jitsu, which is a bit different. I think that's called Kensedo. Uh-huh. Um, I could be wrong, but I've done Kensedo before, a small amount of Kensedo, and that's... That is interesting. Pretty cool. Like, just I love, the way I love you all are. the locks and all that kind of stuff. It's really interesting. Mm. Yeah. I was lucky to get the Korean version of that when I did Hapkido, which is oh. all about locks. Oh, really? Um, hmm? Awesome. I love that. Yeah. Like so that. I got the best of both worlds from Korea. The only thing I haven't done from Korea is, I think, Aikido. I'll get there. Is it Korean? I don't even know. Is it Aikido? I thought Aikido was Japanese. It could be. That's possible. That's, very that's possible. Steven Seagal was the one who yes. brought Aikido to the world. <laughs> yes. Yep. 
I love it. Fantastic. Love it. So cool. I've always loved it. And so how do you think martial arts and meditation has helped you in life and in business? What an interesting question. Uh, How has it helped me in martial, in life and business? I guess similar to what I said before, knowing yourself, having a complete understanding of who you are. Um, I was watching a video recently where it said that if you ever try and get into a fight with someone in a bar and they don't react, run. (laughs) Because the martial artist or the person who practices meditation is so calm within themselves that they don't need to have a reaction to whatever the outside external. (laughs) So in other words, they're trained, get the hell out of there. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So the the one that kind of gets up and starts trying to get his stance ready is just just firing up what impulse is just like overcompensating. Yeah. 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 So I would say it's stillness. It's funny actually, when people say, what does meditation give you? It's sometimes what, does motivation not give you or take away from you? I, it didn't give me much, but what I lost from it was anger, um, oh, like greed, just all these other things. You get rid of so many negative emotions from your life. I wake up most days and I'm, I end the day going, I would have been okay to die today. Like that's, that, I'm, I like to think with the end in mind. So like that's that. kind of how I created my purpose and my missions in my life as well. Like what do I want my legacy and philosophy, uh, philosophy to be at the end of my life? Nice. I like that too. It's nice to kind of think back and say, are you, would you be happy with what you're doing right now? And are you on the right path? And if it's mm-hmm. yes, then great. Keep going. Definitely. Uh, to answer your question of how it's helped in business, it, it doesn't allow me to get emotional about the things that happen. Mm. If we lose a client, if a client, which we haven't yet touched wood, uh, if a client says no, or if we put a proposal out and they go, no, you're too expensive for some reason or whatever, you assess the situation without getting emotional about it. It's helped a lot in that. Uh, I would say that from, through my research of talking to people, it's also given me a nice energy aura, whatever you want to call it, yeah, where people yeah. kind of go after they've met me, they go, you know what? I just really enjoy chatting to you. Yep. And I'm not trying to use that to quote. It's just what I've been told. Yeah. Um, I can, I can sense that. I think it's also, it goes, it, it really boils down to, again, that sense of self and that sense of calm because you're not um, overcompensating. You're not, you don't need to um, react you're just comfortable in your own skin and people can sense that. And you don't, um, you know, you can just let, you can be in the moment when you're talking yes. to people and, and interacting with people. And I think a lot of people, I mean, that's what probably people pick up. Yeah. Complete presence. Um, there's a, I listened to a little thing a few months ago that basically said, if you're anxious, you're thinking about the future. If you're depressed, you're thinking about the past. So yeah. just come to the present and be yourself. So true. Um, yeah, maybe I would say the other thing that it probably wasn't only martial arts and meditation, but just the efficiencies and getting rid of the fluff, yep. being able to focus wholly on what will get me there the fastest and the most efficient way, similar to if someone's going to attack me in Taekwondo. Yep. I don't want to block and throw a whole bunch of punches that aren't going to work. Yeah, I want yeah, to block and throw. And, and exude too much energy for nothing. Exactly. 
Exactly. I actually, funnily enough that you said that, is exuding too much energy. I learned that probably about 10 years ago now. We were practicing. I was part of the demonstration team, the Australian demonstration team for this club. Yeah. And we were training to jump over some mats just to make sure our jump height was right. Yeah. And it occurred to me that no matter how high the mat was, it could have been knee height, waist height, shoulder height. Yeah. I would just clear it just clear it every time and yeah i went oh hang on i can jump this much higher but i'm only doing this much and it's exactly what you said not exuding too much energy it's just the perfect amount of energy to achieve the result just enough i love that that's really cool Mm. cool. and so with your meditation how many times a day do you meditate and for how long right now i'm on in the month of november i got a little bit bored and decided Every day in November, two hours a day. It doesn't matter if it's four half an hour sessions or one two hour session. Right, okay. But so far I've missed half an hour accidentally. And I did I push that half an hour over into the next morning. Yep. But two hours a day. Um, outside of November, it's about an hour a day. An hour a day. Wow. If I half sit down to, med- to meditate for, like I've, I've tried, I've done meditation courses before and I loved it, but you know, more often than none, I used to fall asleep. It was terrible. <laughs> so if I did that for an hour, I'd definitely fall asleep. Yeah, <laughs> I'd, I'd like to learn how to do it properly. It is tricky. It's tricky. Uh, I guess the trick to it, which is probably not what you want to hear, is you just have to do it. <laughs> yeah, it's practice. It's practice. Just yeah. like everything else. It is. Um, and what you find is you get, once your mind gets through all the fluff of the day or the generic thoughts that are in the top of your head, yeah. That's when you can get deeper into what is actually inside you. Nice. And so for people that um, want to take up meditation, would you say like 20 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes in the afternoon is a great start or just once a day? Yeah, I would say just once a day at least. Find yourself a quiet place, 15, 20 minutes. Yep. And probably the best thing to do is don't remind yourself if your mind wanders. Your mind will wander 100%. That's the point, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so once you find your mind wandering, come back and bring your mind back to whatever you're trying to focus on. So when I meditate, I either focus on one, my breath, all the sensations in my body. Yep. So I'll be sitting there and I go, Ooh, I just felt my pulse in a certain area of my body. So you focus on that and you just allow yourself to come deeper with that. But yeah, like I'm pretty sure I did a meditation sometime a few months ago and I played a whole movie in my head before I realized I was like, Oh wait, I'm meant to be meditating. <laughs> Wow. So it does happen. Amazing. That's great. <laughs> and I mean, what do you say about meditation apps like with music and guided meditations and things like that? I couldn't tell you. I wouldn't, I haven't tried it. Okay. So I'm not entirely sure if they work or not, but I would assume they're better than nothing. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I would say at least start with that and then see if you can eventually move out of it because meditation is just having a focused mind. Prayer is a form of meditation. Hey, you so know, you've convinced me. I'm going to start meditating again. I'm going to, I want to try and master this. Particularly in this, a... in this modern world, you know, the pace of the world is getting faster and faster. It's crazier and crazier. We have less and less time, more and more stress. I think meditation is so important. So I'm mm. going to try and get back into it. It's definitely important. And anyone who does decide to jump back into it, yeah. I would say measure yourself in the sense of not how well you're meditating, but what effects are, is it having on your life? Mm-hmm. Measure your happiness, measure your yep. 
decision-making processes and just figure out those little things because what you tend to, what a lot of people tend to do and what I did myself was you sit there and you're like, you don't feel it. You don't feel the changes that all the benefits that come from it. And then once you stop doing it a month later, you go, why am I upset? Why am I agitated? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So if you keep a little bit of a diary or a log, you'll be able to have a better idea of what benefits you're getting from it. Well done. I love it. So all the audience out there, you've heard it from Clayton. Meditation, start. I'm going to do it myself. <laughs> Fantastic. That's exciting. Now, um, I know, notice that you are setting up a, your own online self-defense course. Is that right? What, tell us a bit about that. <laughs> I'll start you off a little bit further back with my mission. So my, I have three missions in the world. Right. And the first one is to help humans be more confident, especially in the Western world. Uh, there's a lot of people that just don't have confidence and I feel like it's needed. The second is helping people communicate a message better. There's a lot of people that everyone knows how to talk, but can you actually get a message across to someone that will listen to you? The last one is helping people work with their inner demons. And I'm sure you can find correlations in my life with what's happened. But this self-defense course basically came around because I wanted to figure out the best way to impact the most people and help them with their confidence and martial arts being part of my life. I went, a lot of people are teaching this wrong. Let me help get rid of the fluff again, getting rid of all the fluff and teach what's right. Nice. Um, Just to go on a little small tangent, that miscongeniality, you know, the whole soul plexus in step nose groin, it doesn't work. It's silly. Really? (laughs) But most people think, oh, I'm going to do that. That's all I've watched. It's going to work. Sandra Bullock, I love Sandra Bullock, but <laughs> she's going to know what she's got to know what she's talking about, right? No. Yeah. If you just think simply, if you want to try and stomp on someone's foot, all that person has to do is lift you off the ground and you can't stomp anymore. That's true. And usually if someone grabs you from behind, they're probably a bigger person than you. Yeah. 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 Little it's things like that. Practical. I would just. It's got to be practical. Yeah. Exactly. I, it's just applicable, practical self-defense that you'll learn. It's an eight-week course and we're going to put it out to the public in probably about two, three months. Wow. And it's going to be all online, is it? Completely online. So it's its own little package. Once someone buys it, they've got their own platform and they learn it online. Obviously, we're trying not to be one of those McDojos that are promising you a certificate with a black belt at the end of it. When I was doing the market research for this, the amount of places that go buy your black belt online, 10 week course or three month course. It's impossible in 10 weeks. It's insane. Yeah. It's impossible. It's silly. The only belt you should be offered online is a white belt. That's right. (laughs) Absolutely. Crazy. But we're not promising any of that. It's really just, we want people to feel safer in the world that we can't stop. And unfortunately we can't stop all the violence that happens. So we may as well work on the other side of it. Definitely. And as you say, yeah. it, uh, it increases people's self-confidence and that has trickle and knock-on effects into everything they do in life and business as well. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And uh, is it going to be only you um, instructing or do you have other people instructing on the video? My brother as well. Um, so he's three or four years younger than me and he's been doing martial arts almost as long as me as well. So we both have this driving passion to just help people in the world in that way. It's yes, super exciting, super exciting. Uh, what was I going to say about that? I oh, we're very lucky. (laughs) So, 
the hardest part about what we're doing right now is to us, things are very simple. Like I said, we've been doing it. I've done 18 years. He's probably at 12, 13 years. And the hardest part is if someone was to do something to me, I'll go, oh yeah, you just do that. Whatever the movement is. And then our cameraman who doesn't know any martial art at all, he goes, that doesn't make sense to me. What did you do? So we have to break it all the way back down. And we're actually learning that a lot of the techniques we're teaching are actually too advanced for a beginner. That's only taking an eight week course. Gotcha. You have to really break down the, the movements every step of the way in the body mechanics. mm, Yeah. Which is a lot of fun. I'm really enjoying it, but it's also teaching me that the basics aren't as applicable if you haven't practiced. And we're basically trying to teach this to people that have never practiced before. Yeah, perfect. Makes sense. Yeah. Oh, I'm looking forward to checking that out. I might have to have a look at that myself. Check it out. It's called The Martial Experience. The Martial. Is that online already? or? Uh, we've put it on Facebook and Instagram. Okay. The website will probably go live mid-December. So, And we'll start promoting it around then as well. So you can get a cute little Christmas present or something like that. Nice. Well done. And so, yeah. um, is that... Is that you know the youtube channel that you're starting or is that something for something else no the youtube channel is helping people with their inner demons so similar to a lot of what we've spoken about here it's building cash decks getting good habits helping people with their procrastination and just little things like that just things that have helped me in my life that i can say this works this is how i did it go have fun try yeah perfect yeah that's hopefully gonna tick at least two of my boxes when it comes to my missions in my life. Well done, man. You're a busy guy. <laughs> <laughs> I've got virtual assistants to look after most of it. <laughs> I love it. Fantastic, Clayton. Well done. So if people want to get in touch with you generally, for do you have uh, one place where people can find all these things you do or are they different um, websites for different people? They're all different. That's a really good idea though. I should have one place. You should have one little... Uh, one little landing page or something where they can find bang, 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 bang. The Clayton page. I like Clayton that. Clayton page. There you go. Done. There's, I'm going to create one of them. Actually, there are a few apps that I can't remember the name of them, but there are a few apps that are quite famous that do exactly that. And you can, from mm. one page, you can link to your um, website, all your social channels, a few podcasts, other things, all in one page. Wow. Yeah. Check it out. There's a few, few different products on the market. I'll have to check that out. But until then, uh, LinkedIn, Clayton Navarro, Facebook, Clayton Navarro, uh, the Marshall Experience, if you want to, I'm obviously managing that, so you can reach out there, VA World, or, and if you can't find me, just look for the hair. (laughs) (laughs) Well done. Well, Clayton, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. You know, you're a really, I love your energy, you're a deep thinker, you're spiritual, you know, and I I could talk to you forever because I love those kind of people because I've done a bit of that kind of work on myself years ago. That's exciting. Um, And um, so really appreciate your time. And for all the audience out there, I'm going to put all those links um, in the show notes for you so you can click out and see what Clayton's been up to and enroll in some of his courses. Is there anything you'd like to leave us with today before we finish up? Anything I'd like to leave you with? I would say... Words of wisdom by Clayton? Practice something that you've heard in this and actually journal down. Like, Make sure you guys measure what you're doing in your life. Because if it's not measured, it can't be improved. I like that. Makes sense. You don't measure, you don't even know where you're at. You don't know, you know yeah. if you're doing it well or you're not doing it so well and how much 
more improvement there is to be made. Yeah, yep. definitely. Right. Well done. Well, Clayton, thank you so much, mate. Really appreciate it. Hope you have a no great right. day. And to all the audience out there, thanks again for listening. We'll be back very, very soon for another episode. And bye for now. Thanks again, Clayton. Yeah.